Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. Mike here. I couldn't make it, but my buddy, co-host, friend, Helga, was able to interview the one and only Ennis Reinders, uh, experienced international HR professional, trainer, consultant, coach, headhunter, passionate about interculturalism. I mean, she's got it all. And she was able to be vulnerable onto this podcast, give her, give the, that wonderful time uh, to, to discuss her unstuck journey. And uh, I'm just so, so thrilled to be sharing this with you guys. So without further ado, Helga and NS going deep into uh, her unstuck journey. Hi, Helga. Thank you for Hi. having me. Um, well, I'm Ines. I'm German originally, but I say I'm Latina at heart. Um, I used to live one fourth of my life in Latin America. And I am living back in Europe. And I'm the mother of three children. And I recently got very stuck in my life. <laughs> and as a result, I worked on getting unstuck <laughs> so tell us what what happened what uh, how did you see uh, or feel that you were stuck it took me a while to i felt it through my body uh, my body showed me uh, through hell a lot of physical symptoms symptoms that something was not right so i do what a good person in denial does. I looked at all the physical symptoms and tried very hard to to treat them and to solve them and to find answers and just made it worse. <laughs> um, until I realized that, okay, this is maybe something more or I have to look at more levels to find a solution for this stuckness what what made you come to to that conclusion well good question Helga. good question um looking back i mean maybe the frustration of not finding easy answers with trying to fight the physical sim symptoms mm -hmm. um, that was a big one I just couldn't understand why I couldn't find the easy answer to my physical symptoms. Um, then probably as well realizing that there were more um, like on a on a mind and soul level, I would say, you know, if you think about this, you know, balance of mm. body, mind and soul that I realized on a mind and soul level, there was some suffering too. Um, so maybe I should look <laughs> at some more levels and uh, because I will never get somewhere if I only look at one aspect yeah so you you decided to try try something else or, or to look at look at it from from another angle and uh, what what happened first i went into like um 
like even more crisis, to be honest, um, like in the total collapse. Um, when I realized that all levels were affected, I felt extremely lost, to be honest, extremely lost and stuck and just barely being able to to ask for the basic necessary help that I needed at that point um, to even, you know, get through the next days, basically, mm. to then try to figure out something new. But there at that like point where I realized that and I felt I hit rock bottom kind of for myself, I needed help. I asked for medical help to get through the next days in order to then have possibility to to look at and work on what you know how to get back into balance but that was very far away yeah. <laughs> very far away at that point and and what, what what changed it well time um the time after that after hitting rock bottom and getting these few days to continue to just move move forward still feeling stuck but then just doing things step by step i feel like okay i i, I was super stuck and super um scared and now okay i got a little bit of help and now I take a little step and now I should probably take some time for myself and I should probably get some more help and I should probably try to reflect a little bit and um, get some space and ask myself some important questions. These things then kind of mm -hmm. surfaced and I just did baby step by baby step. I mean, within the frame of possibilities which were limited we're talking about a pandemic year we're talking about um being in the situation of caring for three young children i mean i my possibilities felt very limited but within the limitations i tried to do whatever i could for the weeks after to to take some baby steps towards um in the situation of caring for three young children, I mean, I my possibilities felt very limited, but within the limitations, I tried to do whatever I could for the weeks after to to take some baby steps towards. Uh, there were a lot of things, not only baby steps. I mean, yes, some things were probably baby steps and just asking somebody, hey, can you, you know, take care of the kids for a while? I need mm. some time for myself. That might sound like a baby step, but that was a big step. Um, not asking the question itself, but um, I'm good in asking questions and asking for help. And I, looking back, I am realizing now that I think this is my hidden superpower, actually, mm. to be honest. But when you feel so stuck, even that 
you know, hidden superpower gets hidden and it seems difficult to to get that out and because I felt so stuck and so limited through the surrounding and through the circumstances that I thought I cannot make use of my hidden superpower of asking for help and asking questions, um, asking for support. But then I did, I just did, and it worked despite the, despite the, the circumstances. Um, so that was a baby step, remembering that and just doing that and trying to reconnect with my intuition, which is usually very strong, but at that point was, I felt completely gone as well. Um, and trying in baby intuitive steps, I mean, um, not big intuition that I felt I used to have, but in baby steps with just, okay, does, that, does this feel okay? Yes, this, this feels right. Okay, okay, let's do this. Um, just very, in very tiny, situations and it, it can absolutely be like that uh, when when you have when you when you need to find a solution the solution will probably be some place where you for some reason or another uh, you are reluctant to to look there exactly where you need to 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 look that's where your solution lies but that's not not uh, the the first place you will you will start looking for. Yeah, this is what uh, what happened to me when I had this these physical symptoms. There, I could have maybe looked right away, but I didn't didn't look there. <laughs> I went into denial and looked somewhere else first. <laughs> yeah, if 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 it was easy, then then you wouldn't have been stuck. Right. <laughs> So then, then you got you got a bit of movement. Yes, which was very crucial. The movement was crucial. The change of scenery was crucial for me at that point, which included a big movement. Um, I mean, traveling twelve thousand kilometers in the middle of a pandemic with a locked border. I mean, that included a few <laughs> hurdles. That's a, that's a big that big decision to make. Yeah, I mean that was only like a. It could have been like a usual annual annual trip, but it wasn't due to the circumstances. Mm. Um, but it was extremely necessary due to my personal circumstances. But nevertheless, like uh, taking my last, like really using up my last bits and pieces of energy to make that happen, the change of scenery and surrounding and and creating support through that and and that as well me meant intuition for me like all i knew is at that point i need to make this trip happen i need to get out of where i am like physically and may i ask what was the hardest making the decision to move uh, uh, to the other side of the world or uh, just then making it happen actually making the move well that came i mean that came a few steps 
that was still a long way <laughs> to go. That decision kind of made itself through the work. Um, when I now talk about these hurdles of, you know, going traveling, that mm -hmm. was last year, that was just, you know, a normal summer trip, let's put it that way, you know, going visiting Europe from, you know, my my home, yep. which was Latin America. Um, but then arriving in a state of, you know, being totally stuck and um, needing time for myself and needing to ask myself the big questions of why I got so stuck and why I'm so out of balance. Then what happened the weeks afterwards um, kind of made the decision. I, I didn't, I never sat down and took a decision. Okay, okay, I got this now. I figured out I need to move back to Europe. That's my solution. No, that that point never happened. And um, uh, never. It was just continuous baby steps, continuous following my intuition, continuous expanding my circle of influence, just asking people, just mm. asking, you know, for opinions, for opportunities, for support, asking myself the hard questions of wh where do I want to live? Where and how do I want to work? And with whom do I want to live? I mean, all these hard questions that in the day to day, in our comfort zone and our lives, we don't ask ourselves. All. And then, and then things just fell into places. I don't, I would describe it that way. But was this a. Uh... Was this self-reflection, or, or did you did you have friends or, or family to uh, to guide you through the questions? I had friends and family along the way in a very supportive way, um, but I wouldn't say they guided me through the questions. They guided me through just being connected. I mm. do get a lot out of being connected to people, and you know, out of I don't know how that's called in English. Um, well, this approach basically that you only be yourself through the reflection in others, right? In mm -hmm. dialogue and only then can you construct yourself um, and your image of yourself and develop yourself. And, and I really truly believe in that a lot. So yes, there was a lot of support from friends and family a lot of conversations um, but I would say these hard questions I did ask them myself to myself and I tried to find answers you made a lot of changes to your life uh, including uh, moving across the world what's different what's what's different in your in your life today making you not stuck One of the big differences for me is to, um, which accompanied me through the last month, this feeling of having expanded my circle of influence um, and having made use of every inch of it, 
and seeing what I could move with that, that I, that I have a circle of influence, which is my life, um, which at that down point last year, I didn't feel I had. And just the contentment of feeling that, that I have a life and there's a big circle of influence. I can't influence everything. I can't uh, steer all the conditions in which I live, uh, nor change, you know, how people around me behave, how governments behave, you name it, whatever. I can't, you know, but there's so much that I can and that I finally do again, <laughs> I feel. What, what, what do you do today uh, that you didn't do a year ago? That's a good question, Hagen. Um, I'm taking risks, so I would say I didn't do that last year. What kind of risks? I mean, with just doing and exp using that circle and doing things and moving forward you take risks because you mm. don't i don't have all the answers whether these are all the right steps i didn't know whether of course i didn't hope so but whether that move would make my family the unhappiest family you know but i had to take that risk a lot of taking risks when you do things you take risks in making the, the wrong decision but um Do you learn? Do you learn? You get you get experiences. Exactly. I mean, and I was a big believer. I am still. Uh, I had lost the connection to that belief. I feel. Um, yes. I felt cut down on. I'm. Yeah. I felt I couldn't. I couldn't use. I couldn't make use of that. But um, I realized that despite, you know. A surrounding um, life situation where you feel you're so cut down and so limited which all of us have gone through in different you know um, in on different levels through the last two years especially I would say um, and despite that you still can fail forward and take risks and just change something could could you give us a, a an example of, of something that that made you feel uh, as you say cut down uh, when, when you were stuck it's um, hard for me to find uh, the words to not sound you know like this person that blames surroundings and circumstances <laughs> which I don't want to be that person, but, uh, you know, um, being, being a mom of three can give you that feeling sometimes, you know, regarding your personal, uh, professional development. Um, I wish society would be there <laughs> where it's not yet, but, uh, so there was a part, um, then, um, the pandemic and its 
consequences um, in the country where I was living um, made me feel extremely cut down and stuck. I mean, it cut down the pure and simple ability to move, to leave my apartment at its best, at its worst. No, that was at its worst, mm -hmm. to even leave my apartment for weeks in a row. And at its best, it was only that I was not allowed to leave the country. But either and then everything in between not allowed mm. to leave the neighborhood not allowed to leave the neighborhood on the weekend not allowed to leave the district not and that within one and a half years um yeah which with all its consequences for you know your personal life the life of your three children which you feel responsible for um the development of your three children that just made me feel that was one part you know, of making me feel very stuck and very cut down on my possibilities. Given given that, uh, yeah, I have also also made an international move uh, with three children. Uh, even though we made the decision decision before the pandemic started. An interesting question for me is uh, what kind of feedback have you have you gotten from from your kids uh, because uh, my kids were not happy uh, with the decision to move not at all mm -hmm. but the feedback that, that we have today is is a totally different thing today they are, are happy with the, with the, everything that that uh, we have been able to do due to the move yes that's it's interesting that you say that um, I would say it's the same here um, yeah, to fast backward to last year when we sat down and um, told the two older kids, the young one was too young, um, communicated the decision, we will be moving <laughs> across the globe. There was a lot of sadness and frustration and upsetness, which I wasn't prepared for. Um, so yes, that happened to us. Um, we tried our best to, you know, guide them through it and support them through it. And now, actually, I feel the same. And I say feel because I haven't confirmed it with my kids yet. But on just this weekend, um, I made the decision to um, to talk to my kids and actually get the actual confirmation of what I'm feeling, because I'm feeling the same already, although it's just a few months that they feel they have landed well and that they, they're accepted where, where they are, that they enjoy this change of, um, change of home, change of perspective, change of uh, life, um, because it has given them a lot of opportunities um, and yeah, possibilities. So I feel that and I just have now on my on my little new bucket list that uh, I want to talk to my kids about it and see if my perception is correct. Yeah, that's sound, that sounds really wonderful. So if you look back at the change, what is the question that you that you might have wanted to ask yourself? Uh, to, to make the decision or, or, or getting unstuck easier or faster? Yeah, I think if 
if I would have had a little person in my head <laughs> consistently asking me, what can you do now? What step can you take today? Who can you call? What can you, you know, just getting that because that these little tiny actions that at some point I realize I can still do, you know, I can call somebody and ask something. I can um, ask for help there. I can share my story and see what somebody says or um, whatever. I can, okay, I cannot leave the apartment. Okay, but um, I can still talk to my neighbor over the balcony. I mean, <laughs> this is um, to get another perspective. Um, if somebody would have constantly reminded me of that, just do something, tiny baby things. And even if they don't get you anywhere, if it's still going to be worth it, even if it's not enlightening, but it might be a nice glass of wine with your neighbor, or it might be an advice that you can't make use of now, but who knows when. Um, and this might, I asked a lot of, things uh, last year to a lot of people and not everything you know fell into you know into place you know some some doors never opened more you know i opened the mm. door a little bit and then nothing came out of it so that wasn't the way that's just it but i'm still very thankful that i that i asked or that i tried because the sum of all this m made me from being stuck to being unstuck. And your your life now, what's different in in order to to make sure that uh, that you're not uh, getting stuck in the same way again? Trying to realize when there might be a chance of getting out of balance you know out of that body mind soul balance i would say you know um so i with that big change and that big move and that um, big job that i you know it takes a lot of things and it it changed the balance but it's not all balanced yet i do have to realize so i have to make sure to remind myself of you not just sh that I don't make the mistake of just shifting the balance, you know, um, that yes, my mind feels very inspired at the moment, for example, but I have to make sure I take care of my soul and my body, my physical health as well. Um, and not just, you know, um, focus and be happy with, you know, my mind being inspired and that's it. Um, because then I will, you know, risk getting out of balance again. And what we also talked about a bit was, was the, the thing that even if you don't know in what, what direction to go, uh, exactly what to do, do something. Even if you're not sure, do something. Mm. It will create movement and it will make, make it possible to see if it was the right thing. Right. Yes. I mean, I, I just got reminded of this. I'm in this... Uh convent at the moment a place where i where i uh, went last year to find answers to my questions a place where i reflect reflected and at the moment i'm in the same 
place of reflection. And last year I was still in this, you know, I had no answers. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. And then I was here and I, I realized there, there are some courses going on here in this place. You know, I was just here to be by myself, but oh, I realized this is like a thing. There's people who do, who give courses and they do courses. I'm a trainer, you know, I train, you know, a few subjects I train. So I just asked the, the owners here and said, look, you know, I'm a trainer and I train this, you know, is, might there be an interest? And I was thinking, maybe, I don't know, maybe in the future I travel here twice a year and be a trainer for a course. I was just thinking, whatever. I had, I mean, that came mm -hmm. in a second and in like five more seconds, I asked for a meeting with the, with the owner of the place. I didn't prepare anything. I just had a conversation. I asked, I shared what I do and there might have been an opportunity out of it, but it, it happened that there wasn't, you know, they just, you know, the, the content that I usually train, um, they was, weren't so interested in it. Good. Okay. Good. That door didn't open more. Fine. But being back here, I, I realized this was still good. It was so good. You know, if I, because there's millions of examples of where I just ask and then something comes out of it. And that, that door closing uh, a year ago, normally, uh, sometimes uh, another door opens and, or, or another window, like you say, in, in some languages opens. Uh, has that already happened? Yes, that has happened. That has happened last year because I, that wasn't the only person I, I asked out of, you know, very tiny baby steps. Okay. What I, you know, I remembered places of happiness. That was, I think, part of my journey last year, trying to figure out, okay, where asking myself all these questions, doesn't everybody want to be in their place of happiness? So of course that was, you know, but I didn't, I felt disconnected to, okay, what, but what is, what, what, where would I be happy? <laughs> I don't know. So I tried to remember old places of happiness. That was a key for me, I think, to experiment with, okay, it's not necessarily going backwards. It's just trying to reconnect to where were my places of happiness before, you know? And out of that came another reach out um, to someone um, where then a few months later there was you know a recruitment process a job offer and in the result a move across the globe and have you have you found new places of happiness yes i found new places of happiness in one is nature that is something deeply connected for me with the experience of the pandemic. I'm like a city child, you know, I grew up in a city, mm -hmm. I move in big cities very well. I do enjoy nature here and there. Once in a while I go hiking and, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay. not only okay, I mean, I like nature, but I'm, I'm a city girl. And I lived in, you know, I used to live in that 7 million city and feel very comfortable with it. But then the pandemic, you know, made me change my perspective, you know, completely, because then the 7 million city on the 10th floor apartment, seeing gray and gray day in, day out, um, completely um, made me long for nature in a way that I have had never experienced before. So um, in this 
so that was out of that frustration i had this enlightenment though that i need this needs to be part of my new places of happiness like a closer connection to nature and that is a new place of happiness i i have found being closer to nature and it doesn't it doesn't feel bad to be far away from a seven million <laughs> city <laughs> yes that is one new place of happiness and the other one which is a very personal you know for our family the change a little bit of the roles you know of uh, the more typical you know mother working part-time uh, which i did i worked freelance the last six years i freelanced and that only part-time um, and you know the father working full-time and we have you know a role change complete mm -hmm. role change there which um for me is a complete place of happiness and <laughs> for i do feel for my family as well we, we talk about it the kids mention it you know and they're they're proud that in school when they talk about you know whatever yes you can tell this to your moms and then they will say no we tell it to my dad because he's at home <laughs> and um and we we make fun of it we we enjoy it and it's uh that's a new place of happiness too yeah we almost uh, almost wait uh, went in in the complete opposite direction uh, where the uh, my wife uh, she's she's not working any anymore uh, having uh, for for the time uh, needing to to full time take care of the of the kids mm-hmm. so yeah let let's see if if we can if we can change that in the in the future as well well it always depends whether you want to change yeah. that right um there's people who who don't who feel completely you know uh fine and you know fulfilled i have to be honest this is i if i want if i will be honest if i am honest i have never felt completely fulfilled um when the when the shift was too much towards me just being a full-time caregiver which i never was i always you know worked either full-time or part-time but this uh it was not my my place of happiness and what i what fulfilled me yeah that's that's the key is this is this exactly what i what i want to do is this my dream uh, being fulfilled or is this is it something else yeah there was this song now i don't know if i can translate it i i listened to this song i which is funny too that was part of last year i am not a big music person um my partner is he's latin american and he turns on the radio he ten, turns on the music and you know the weekend is filled with music and he danced through the living room um so it's good that we at least one part in our family you know gives that to the kids because um i don't know my parents never listened to music at home so i kind of don't need it that much either but last year in my big crisis i listened to a lot of music and which as well was maybe which felt looking back now like a baby step you know i listened to this 
to music that um, had a meaning for me, you know, that talked about whatever. There was this one line I remember from the song now that said, does your, um, oh, let me try to translate it. Um, do you like something like do you live your daily life or does your daily life live you or something <laughs> like some of these song lines but it just meant so much to me in that moment and it helped me move forward you know um so that was interesting i don't know if i would call it a new place of happiness because it has i enjoy it but it has uh, um, decreased again <laughs> the amount of music I listen to yeah but sometimes the important question the important important connections comes as a question sometimes uh, as something in a in a tune in a in a piece of lyric or in a, in a song right but just you just feel it it means yeah. something it's important yeah. mm. so anything else uh, that uh, that is connected to this this to your journey from from being being stuck to to today being unstuck having a wider circle of influence and and being being uh, happy with uh, with the life as as it as it is yeah something that for me was crucial um, is allowing stillness around me so that i can hear what i have to say this sounds weird no but for me that was important to really force myself into stillness taking away all external distractions and it's not that right away then you start to hear the big answers right i mean <laughs> you might start to think what the heck did i get myself into why well phew, now now what um or whatever or that nothing is there but if for me if i allow that space and that stillness then things surface at some point let it be emotions or ideas or i for me a lot of creativity surfaces and then i'm realizing oh wow yeah there's a creativity in me that in my daily life you know with work and kids and uh, family this doesn't have so much space and suddenly it's it's here and so and all these ideas of maybe which baby step to take next or which person to talk to all that all that only came or it helped i helped it come out <laughs> with creating stillness around me and so some people say that in order for a thought to be complete you need to write it down I'm not I'm not totally sure about uh, writing down that that's the key but probably the stillness is a part because to write something down you need you need a certain level of focus mm. and that only comes with with, with a part of stillness uh, maybe it's not important that you write it maybe, maybe it's enough to to say it out loud but as a complete sentence as a as a finished line of thought Yeah, I'm. I have to ag agree and disagree. I 
I am a lazy person to write down. I, I have heard all these, you know, people saying, you know, what you just mentioned, you know, if you write it down, it becomes, manifests itself better. And, and um, <clears throat> but I, I guess I'm just lazy. I, I like to think the big thoughts, but I, I rarely write them down. So one thing I did last year, because I was when at the point where I was still pretty lost and I just created stillness and room and everything, but I was so lost, I didn't know where to start. So I did this exercise, um, like a manifesting exercise. And I, you know, listened to this, this uh, podcast, a spiritual podcast that I listened to once in a while. And there was this exercise, you know, they were explaining step by step how to manifest and that included writing it down. So there I sit rolling my eyes. Oh my gosh, yeah, okay, then I'll do it. I let me just do it as they say once in a while, you know, and so I did it. I sat down and I listened to the exercise, you know, how to do it. And I manifested and I wrote things down. And I have to say, I am pretty impressed by the result um, because that was a year ago and everything I wrote down last year that I wanted itself to manifest, manifested. Wow, wow. This year. That is impressive. And I, I mean, those were the big questions that I forced myself to write down in the exact way of how the exercise was described, you know, really, I was rolling my eyes while I did it. I, I promise you, you know, <laughs> because I was a skeptic, but it, um, it did work. That's an exercise that I actually, I, I, I need to, I need to know more. I need to hear more about that exercise. Mm. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm, you know, this is one of the things where I thought, okay, you just, just do it, just dare it. And don't think about, oh my God, who's going to listen to this. And this is so personal. I just <laughs> thought I just have to do this. And thanks a lot for the courage uh, to be here, uh, to talk to us. And I'm sure that what you have said uh, will be will be instrumental in helping somebody sometime. So let's let's just hope hope that it it reaches the right uh, right person. Yes, that would be wonderful. Because that, that's what our podcast is all about: uh, making sure that my lessons learned can come to somebody that needs them now. Wonderful, I hope it does. It for sure will. And that's all, folks. Thank you so much for checking out episode three of the Unstuck podcast. See if you guys liked it. Review, review, put some five stars. It would mean the world to us uh, or not or not. Give us some constructive criticism. How can we make this podcast better? Hopefully this journey, this vulnerability, this gift of time that NS gave us uh, is going to, it can help someone out there. And so, uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming and we'll see you in episode four of the Unstuck podcast.